on the occasion of the bicentennial celebration of Heinrich Schliemann's birth, the archives of the American School of Classical Studies at Athens present an online exhibition dedicated to his life and work, accompanied by a series of podcasts. Our invited guests are academics and researchers who have delved into the life and work of Heinrich Schliemann. The first in the series of podcasts is a discussion with the director of the archives of the American School of Classical Studies at Athens, Dr. Natalia Vogeikov-Brogen, who leads the department for the last 27 years. Our topic is the collection of Heinrich Schliemann, housed at the archives of the American School since 1936, and the digitization of the collection. Eleftheria, thank you for the invitation to participate in the Schliemann podcast series, And I congratulate you on the idea to complement the virtual exhibition that you have organized on the occasion of Heinrich Schliemann's bicentennial birth anniversary with podcasts. First, let me say a few things about how the American school acquired the Heinrich Schliemann papers. Schliemann died in 1890. His personal papers were given to the American school on a loan by his children. Andromachi and Agamemnon in 1936. Until they were bought by the school in the early 1960s, thanks to the generosity of Eli Lilly of Indianapolis, they had remained inaccessible to the research community, with the exception of one or two historians who had exclusive access and rights. One of the first initiatives taken by the school was to hire conservators to unbind the thick volumes that contained Schliemann's incoming correspondence. Until then, each time a researcher opened one of these tightly bound volumes, he or she caused unwittingly damage to the documents. This preventive measure also allowed for their proper cataloging in the 1980s by historian and archivist Christina Vardas, as well as for their storage in acid-free folders and boxes. The heavy use of the archive, however, over the next two decades, raised questions about its longevity. How long would these documents last if they already showed signs of wear and tear? In 1997-1998, with a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities, We microfilmed all of 105 boxes of Schliemann's incoming correspondence. And subsequently, we shared copies of the microfilms with the Schliemann Society and Museum at Agnershagen in Germany, so that Northern Europeans did not have to travel all the way to Greece to consult the Schliemann archive. From what you have described to us so far as a first step, then microfilming was the chosen preservation method. When did the digitization process kick off? What kind of funding was available to you in order to materialize the project? Of course, uh, although microfilming still remains a valued preservation method, we all know that it is not user-friendly. Have you ever tried to do research with a microfilm reader? It's almost impossible. With the advent of internet in the early 2000s and all the new technology that came with it, It became clear that only through digitization we could ensure the longevity of the Schliemann archive and make it widely accessible to the researchers. However, it also became clear that digitization of archival quality was an expensive enterprise, could not be supported by our current budget, 
and that outside funding was required. In 2009, we received a three-year grant from the Institute for Aegean Prehistory to digitize Schliemann's 18 travel and excavation diaries and his outgoing correspondence from 1870 until his death in 1890, that is, the archaeological period in Schliemann's life. The digitized material was soon uploaded on the school's webpage and the originals with, were withdrawn from circulation. How did researchers respond to the availability of the material online? We all know that Schliemann attracts researchers from all over the world. The online, even partial access to the Schliemann archive rekindled scholarly interest on Schliemann after a period of decline that followed David Trails and William Calder's questioning of Schliemann's scientific in integrity in the 1980s and 1990s. The enthusiastic comments we received from various scholars, how much it facilitated the research, made us continue the digitization of the Schliemann papers even without outside funding. Uh, let me uh, read from uh, one of the comments we received from uh, Dr. Mikaela Zavadil of the uh, Austrian Academy of Sciences in 2011. Uh, she wrote to me, It was only yesterday that I visited your webpage and found the files uh, with great joy. The quality is amazing. The scans are very helpful for all of us who are not so lucky to be able to work in the Gennavius Library constantly. The online availability of Schliemann's archive as high-quality PDF files has also allowed for accurate transcriptions of the diaries. Wout Arendsen and Christophanos have embarked on the publication of Schliemann's travel diaries in a systematic and orderly fashion from the Netherlands, without ever visiting our facilities. By consistently dedicating about 2,000 euros from the department's annual budget to the digitization of the Schliemann papers every year for the past 10 years, we have made available online more than half of Schliemann's correspondence. Needless to say that the digitized material has been withdrawn from circulation. I must add here that we have recently applied to the European Community for funding to complete the digitization of Schliemann's correspondence, and we are waiting to hear uh, the response. I was wondering, was this also a way to make the ASCSA archives impactful and more approachable? What are your experiences from the use of the Schliemann papers following the online availability of the archival material? But um, it is not just about preservation and facilitating remote access to analog materials. More importantly, digitization is a necessary step for the gradual transcription and conversion of the Schliemann papers into machine-readable texts, which is necessary for initiating innovative studies based on text mining and topic modeling. Topic modeling is to discover topics and trends within large datasets, something which would be very useful when studying Schliemann's earlier career as a merchant of commodities and international traveler. The ability to access large amounts of the Schliemann papers through the internet has encouraged um, other kinds of initiatives related to the wider public, like crowdsourcing. In 2014-2015, members of the Association of Lady Ambassadors and Ambassadors' Spouses in Athens 
studied the online copies of Schliemann's diaries and recorded in detail all the languages represented therein, using the unique collective language skills of this group, this crowdsourcing project produced a valuable database as well as an entertaining, eloquent public presentation on Schliemann's linguistic genius. Well, what an interesting crowdsourcing project. Do we have a picture of who visits the digitized material and for what purpose? Or do we lose track of who is accessing the collections in contrast to the physical visits? Making materials available online may suggest that uh, we are losing track of who is accessing the Schliemann archive. It is true to a certain extent, but we must not forget that the Schliemann papers are in the public domain, therefore they should be available to everybody with an interest. It is one of the most highly visited pages in the American School's website, which means that the interest, scholarly or broad, in Schliemann continues to be strong. We also know that the majority of the scholarly community is crediting their source when using our online content and does not neglect to inform us about new publications concerning Schliemann. Thank you Dr. Vogeek of Brogan for sharing with us the work that has been done on the digitization of the Heinrich Schliemann collection on the occasion of the bicentennial of his birth. The pandemic during the last 18 months and the closure of our doors to researchers for a long period of time has taught us the importance of digitization and how essential it is to be able to provide material to researchers remotely. The Schliemann papers, one of the largest and richest in variety of material and content collections of the American School of Classical Studies at Athens archives, shows the way forward. On the 200th anniversary of Schliemann's birth, we can safely say that the material that his family entrusted to the school is available to everybody with an interest in his life and work.